superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. I have no intention to leave my work unfinished. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian Geek worldview, and today on the show, I'm talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and as per usual, with these Marvel shows, normally Marvel Netflix shows, but now we've transitioned to Marvel Disney Plus shows. I'm not alone. I am here with Josiah. Say hello, Josiah. Hello, everyone. We're going to do a spoiler-free review of of this first season or mini-series here of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we're going to dive into a spoiler section later on, which will be uh, we'll make sure you know before we get into that section. But before we dive into this series, real quick, Josiah, you watched WandaVision, correct? Correct. Okay. What did you think of that? I enjoyed it. It was very different. Just a very different show, and yet it still fit well within the MCU. I like how they uh, uh, took the theme of the old sitcoms and uh, just kind of flavored the whole show with that theme. And um, and yeah, so I enjoyed that. Cool. I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, that series as well. Definitely a very different take on the MCU. Uh, now, to this series, Falcon and Winter Soldier... This one is very much more in line with the the kind of tone and the kind of style that we've seen before already in the MCU with the, the movies, with Captain America kind of movies and stuff like that. This very much falls into the, the superhero movie, superhero show kind of style, but I think... Uh, I, I, think I think they nailed this. I think they did a really good job at giving you these characters that we've seen before and that have interacted on the big screen some, but really kind of brings these two characters together with Falcon, with Winter Soldier, brings these two characters together, uh, gives them villains, gives them other heroes that they can kind of, you know, go against or work with. And I think I think it is a extremely fun, extremely entertaining series that also... It, 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 it kind of justifies its existence in a way, you know, instead of just being like, oh, this is some weird little side thing that, uh, you know, that whenever the, these guys pop up in the next Avengers or, or whatever, it doesn't feel relevant. This, this very much feels like this is going to be relevant in the future in the MCU. Yeah, I think it just, it takes the stories that, uh... The, was going in the movies, those threads and themes, and just takes them and just carries them the next step, you know? It's it's continuing on the story from where it left off in the movies, and I think it will, when it gets back to the movies or another show, it, I think it will pick up from where this one left off. It did fit well within the MCU. It definitely has that, that MCU feel, especially the Captain America movies. When I, I was really excited about this show and I was just thinking what would make or break it is the relationship between the two main characters. You know, I wanted to see them be friends, be each other's enemies, you know. Yeah. You know, support each other, drive each other nuts. You know, that that relationship, the, you know, the good and the, the bad, the butting of the heads. And I was really excited to see that. And I just thought the whole show 
would be made or break, you know, yeah. over whether how well they did that. And I think they did it well. And so um, I think the show turned out great. It's kind of almost has a, like a, uh, a, a buddy cop kind of vibe, you know, where, where these two people kind of have to work together with some circumstances. And they, you know, they're friends or whatnot, but they also, you know, like you said, kind of drive each other crazy. And, you know, they have some issues with the way each other works, you know. Uh, but it, but it's got that, that kind of buddy cop vibe where, despite their differences, they come together as, as this really kind of strong friendship. And it makes for some very fun, like, entertaining and funny sequences, and it also uh, makes for some some more heartfelt sequences throughout the, the series, too. So that is our spoiler-free thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, moving forward here in the episode, it's gonna be spoiler talk, so just spoiler warning for the rest of the series here if you haven't watched, or if you don't care, uh, do with this what you will. But we're gonna talk about spoilers. Let's talk about the, the big... Spoiler, it happens early on in the series, but still, this is like the big thing in the series, is the new Captain America. We got John Walker in here coming in, and they're like, hey, he's Captain America now, and it's like, what? No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> this guy, I thought they did this guy so well, because... We, I, I I knew he was in the series. They cast this character, and so I thought. So I kind of knew. Okay, this character in the comics. I've I've never read the comics that he's in, but I know he like becomes Captain America. He's like a bit unhinged or something, and stuff goes wrong, and he later becomes U.S. agent. I knew those kind of basic things about him already, so I knew some of the things that I was guessing was going to happen in this series. The the way that they played that character, where they. They genuinely made him a good guy for so much of the series. And even even when he, he kind of strays into to being a more bad guy or a villainous kind of character, it's honestly, it's done in a way where it's, you, you, you totally understand it. And you know, you go, okay, this isn't a Captain America thing to do, but this is a, this is, this is a character that could be a hero in a different movie, right? Mm -hmm. This because you you kind of you kind of go up against this character a little bit watching this series because you know Steve Rogers you know you know Falcon and Winter Soldier you you like these characters you want one of them to be Captain America you don't want this other guy being Captain America but they they make this guy and and they they have him be yeah you know, he's a little bit of he's a little arrogant. You know, he's like, you know, there's there's some things about him. It's like, you know, that's kind of annoying, you know, or whatever. But there, for, for most of the series, there's nothing specifically that he does that makes him like a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And that, honestly, that's not really what I expect. I, I was kind of expecting him to have the darker side or the, the more unhinged side a little bit more, a little bit more extreme. And the whole time, they kind of... They kind of towed that line where it's like, this guy, this, is, this isn't a bad guy. This is a guy that is genuinely trying to be the good Captain America. He looks up to Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and he genuinely, he wants, you know, he, he sees this opportunity to fill those shoes and he's like, you know, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try. And he tries, he fails ultimately, but it's like, 
I guess I really liked the way that they just, they, they gave this guy, like, some genuine heart and just good, good kind of, good kind of nature to the character, even though he's kind of a character that you're conflicted about due to him taking over the role of Captain America. Yeah. When, uh, first started watching this series, um, I just asked my wife, you ready to see Falcon as Captain America? <laughs> and then, you know, he gives it to the museum and it ends up in this other guy's hands. So, like, it kind of already started in a negative light for me. I mean, he yeah. already, he already uh, you know, had to make an up to do. And you're right, because they, they, they kept playing him and it was like, okay, he was a guy who didn't always do what was right, but he was trying to do what was right. You know, and he was he was a good soldier. He protected his own, you know, he protected the other soldiers around him. You know, he got the job done. You know, sometimes he got it done in a little dirtier of a way than Steve Rogers would, but yeah. but you know, he got the job done. He was protecting his people. He was, you know, he's trying to serve his country. So so yeah, it started out as like the oh he's got the shield. Who is that? Yeah. To like okay yeah he's he's you know, he is this good guy you know, and you could kind of see that yeah he had this kind of you know he was kind of got close to the edge and mentally you know sometimes, but but you were kind of saying okay yeah he he's kind of annoying. It's annoying that he has Captain America's shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and. Uh, but but he looks good, and then and then yeah, they turn him so that you're like, oh my, is he just gonna be straight up villain? Yeah. And then they kind of turn him again, where you're like, okay, no, he's not straight up villain, but you know, he's kind of hero anti-hero thing, yeah. you know. And you're like, yeah, he's he's mostly good, but I don't fully trust him. He's he's still kind of he falls on the villain side of this or the hero side of the spectrum, but in a more gray area than Captain America should be, you know? Yeah. And and I think the main point where it turned, where he started getting, you know, where, he, where we started seeing the more villainous side of him was after he took the serum that he found. He found it. He wasn't sure if he should take it or not. He asked his friend, Lamar, you know, if you had a chance to take it, would you? And, and Lamar said, no, I wouldn't. Uh, John Walker said something about, well, what if it changes you? And Lamar said, no, I think it just makes you more of who you already are. And he said, look, it's Steve Rogers, you know? And Steve yeah. Rogers, we had in his first movie, the first Captain America movie, he was jumping on a grenade that he thought was about to explode to save other people's lives. Yeah, That's who he was. John Walker, he he kind of thinks about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm a good soldier. I'm a patriot. I protect people. I make good decisions under fire. So he's thinking those thoughts. He's like, it's going to make me better at that, more of who I am in those ways. But we as the audience are kind of thinking, he's a little bit on the edge. He's a little bit crazy. Yeah. It's going to make him more that. Yeah. And, you know, and it does. Yeah. And it does, yeah, it, it does make him more of who he is. Because when he goes in there and he has the powers the first time, he's, you know, he's, he's trying to help and he, you know, beats up some bad guys and he's still kind of doing some of the good Captain America-y kind of stuff. But then that is kind of the tipping point is then 
you know, when, when you see some of this other stuff happening and you see uh, when his friend uh, Lamar dies, you know, and he goes at and he he just kills that guy with Captain America's shield and you got that shot with, you know, him with the shield and the blood's dripping off of it. You know, kind of he's gotten his his hands dirty, you know, his his hand, the blood is on his hands now, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, I guess it, it did a good job of showing the escalation that the, that taking the super soldier serum caused there and kind of sh- showing a little bit of Baron Zemo's point of nobody should have these powers, you know, that you shouldn't take them because they're make you more of you. There's just nobody should have these kind. Yeah. I thought they just did that really well. And it actually, you know, so Steve Rogers, Captain America was already awesome, but then seeing this just made him more awesome Yeah. because you're like, okay, so if this John Walker guy, who is a pretty good guy, yeah, you know, takes it and, and he's struggling with the powers and it's pushing him the wrong direction. Yeah. The fact that it didn't do that to Steve Rogers just kind of... It just even more reinforces how how good of a guy he was, how good yeah. of a moral character he had, and why that was so important when they chose him as Captain America the first time. Yeah, because cause the first time he says, uh, you know, the, the guy that, that created Captain America says, we're not looking for a good soldier, we're looking for a good man. And that's what they found with Steve Rogers, because he wasn't a good soldier, but he was a good man, and that you know turned him into the Captain America. John Walker was a good soldier, but he you know as a man a little bit less of the good man than what Steve Rogers was, you know. And so it sh- I guess it shows you the importance of of yeah the the good character when coming up with the <laughs> when finding the person to give the super soldier serum. And also at the end he he's still. He's still out there. They don't lock him away. They don't... He's like... I think he's stripped of his his honor and his badges and all that kind of stuff. But he's still out there in the wild to, to you know, to be a superhero, to be whatever. He To be US, the U.S. agent. And he's got this, this lady, Valentina, that comes in. And I, I didn't know who this character was. I looked her up in the comics. Uh, she is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the comics. And... Eventually, when uh, the, what is it, Secret Invasion happens, she's actually a scroll in Secret Invasion. So that's interesting considering Secret Invasion TV series is coming up in the future. So potentially that could have some tie in there, maybe. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting, again, because I, I kind of expected, okay, he kills somebody very openly. People are filming, all this kind of stuff. i thinking, okay, he's... He's probably going to, you know, at the end of the series, he's going to end up in prison or something. You know, he's going to end up in the supervillain fate. But he doesn't really. He ends up, you know, stripped of his honors and all that stuff. But he's still out there. And he can still do stuff. And he can... He's... The way it ends, he's still going to be a character in the future, right? Yeah. I think they did set him up to be that that in-between character. So in the future, they could have him as kind of the... He could play either side, yeah. you know. He could he could fight against or for the heroes. Yeah. I like what they did with the two main characters. I like the relationship and I like how they showed each one's 
unique style and personality. So in the first episode, they had a sequence with Falcon uh, on a mission, and then they had another sequence with Winter Soldier on a mission. And, you know, with Falcon, he was... He had a team on the ground. He had a team that that you know, he had in an airplane before he jumped out. You know, he was he was on comms with people, so he's working with other people. He was very slick and stylistic and high tech, and he was worried about crossing a border and you know and getting into a legal situation, you know. And so, you you saw kind of how he worked and and the parameters he was working in. And in the other sequence with Winter Soldier, I mean, you had him like just busting through a wall, brutally killing people, yeah. not worrying about who got killed in the crosshairs. You know, it was just a very different style. You know, it wasn't it wasn't fancy and stylized. He didn't have anyone on his corner, no backup, no no support. It was just him alone. And it was just like this brutal death march toward his enemies. Yeah. You know, just relentlessly beating them down. So I think they had both of those sequences in episode one just to show you how different of a characters these are from each other. Yeah. And then it was just, it was very good. You know, when they first got together, they were just butting heads more and then... And then they they learned to work together, even though they each still had their own style and personality that they brought to the team. And that first sequence, you know, when they're they're coming together to fight those guys in the the warehouse, uh, and and Falcon's like, you know, he's got his little machine going out there and scouting ahead and everything. And Winter Soldier's like, well, we can take them, you know, like he's like, what what do you do? We could take them. There's not that many people here, you know. But Falcon's like, no, no, we gotta, you know, figure out who these people are, kind of trying to scout the situation out and seeing where, you know, seeing those two fighting styles and those two, uh, you know, tactical kind of styles clashing there. Yeah, and at that point, they were still bumping heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were, you know, each trying to do it their own way a lot more. And fun fact, real quick, that little machine that flies out of uh, Falcon and scouts ahead, that... He calls it Red Wing, which is the name of his pet falcon in the comics. Okay. <laughs> so it does dive into each of their uh, own personal life a little bit, too. With Falcon, you've got the the side story about his his family, his sister and his nephews. and, and um, Yeah, characters we've never seen before in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to see more of the the family side and just kind of the personal life side. What is he doing when he's not a hero? And, um, you know, his sister had a, a shrimping boat, which was their parents. Um, and so it was just, you know, he, they're working to, you know, just just working with her, doing a, doing a normal person job and... And struggling with money, you know, they were yeah. they were trying to get a loan, and you know, you think some sometimes they that the heroes, you know, have things made, you know, they kind of, yeah. you know, they can they can fix these big problems. You don't think about them having smaller problems like 
having a hard time getting a loan when you need one. And so it was kind of cool just to get to that side of things where it's like, oh yeah, he's this superhero who flies around with these crazy wings doing these crazy things, yet he also st still has a real life. Yeah. You know, he's got problems that, that normal people have too. And even when he kind of goes into the bank like... Hey, I'm Falcon. I can I can do this anyway, even though you couldn't earlier. And it's, they still turn him down. It's like, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's still, <laughs> it doesn't fix all his problems. <laughs> yeah. And then once again, uh, contrasting that life, he has he has a, a very family focused life. When they they you know show that with him, they're they they talk about their parents a lot. I don't think we ever see them, but you know the the dynamic between him and his sister and his. Uh, and his uh, nephews and uh you know that relationship there and then you you contrast that with winter soldier who you know bucky doesn't have anybody you know and and you know really steve rogers was his only like real close friend in you know modern day and you know, so so really the only person that he's talking to that he gets you know, any kind of depth with is his therapist, you know? And so it's like, it's... Or, and I guess the, the neighbor a little bit, too. Though, yeah. you know, you figure out, you know, he's holding something back from his neighbor, too. Yeah, so even the people he does have a relationship with, it's not a great relationship. It's not yeah. an open relationship. Yeah. It's, it's a strained relationship with, you know, with a cloud hanging over it. Yeah. And so then kind of this, this series kind of giving him family, you know, giving him friends, giving him somebody that he can connect with and talk to and, and be real with. Yeah, and then by by the end they have the, the scene where they're both, you know, throwing the shield on the trees and, you yeah. know, bouncing it off the trees together, you know, because, you know, the shield represents Captain America and Steve Rogers and so when that they're doing it together, it's kind of symbolizes, you know, how, how they were both friends with him. And that that's what connected them in the first place. And and it's kind of, you know, and his legacy still is what's yeah. is what, uh, you know, they're both connected through. But then they're also became friends in their own right. You know, they they built a relationship with each other in their own right, not just you know, both friends of the same guy. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to think about in the, the movies that, like, because those two have always been in the same movies, you know, together. Mm -hmm. But you think about it, and it's like, yeah, they, they've interacted in the movies, but it, it's not, not extensively, really. Like, they've interacted in the movies, but it was like, you know, Winter Soldier, half the time, he was like a villain, and then Civil War, I guess they're just busy fighting everybody. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's interesting to to cuz going into this I was I was kind of thinking that they probably knew each other a little bit better, but then I was like, "Oh, well, I guess I guess not cuz we haven't seen way too much of that in the the movies." So it's I guess it's an interesting uh different little bit of a spin with these characters here. So the the main villain of this series, if you're not going to count the John Walker Captain America or whatever. I mean, the the main I mean, really, they started as the villain, they ended as the villain. The main villain of this series is the Flag Smashers, uh, who, who uh, they're, you know, people that 
Were were they? No, they were they were here when the blink happened. They were still here, mm-hmm. and so everybody else was gone. They see the world kind of pull together and unite because. Uh, you know, because of this great tragedy of half the the world's population is suddenly gone, which I don't know if that's exactly how that would work, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when when everybody comes back, the nations all kind of divide again. The world is a divided place again, and they're like, "No, we need to fix this. We need to go back to what it was like before the blank, back when it was better, and back when half the population was dead." These were interesting characters. These uh, the I would say overall, the stuff going on around them, I would say, is more interesting than them. The John Walker stuff is more interesting. The Zemo stuff, uh, the and Captain America and Bucky. That stuff is really what I loved about this series. These characters are pretty good. They're they're pretty good villains. They they uh, they give you a reason to to kind of care about the the lead uh, lady here, uh, you know, and and her kind of vision. They. They they convince you that oh okay you know this is this is interesting they're they're basically a terrorist group here, but but they they kind of give you reason enough that you go oh okay these you understand these characters you can see why these characters are saying what they're saying and doing what they're doing uh, they don't appear as just like they're not evil for the sake of evil or anything like that they have an agenda that like may have a positive outcome or may have a positive goal but they're they're going for they're going to that through like terrorism you know um what did you think of them yeah i thought they did a good job with them like you said yeah they're they're not the uh main interesting part of the show but they um they needed to be there so the rest could happen yeah um but i i did think they did a good job of kind of showing things from her side you know they when when half the people disappeared that was tragic and hard on everyone you know and so they spent five years getting over that rebuilding their lives and all of a sudden they're all back yeah and now they're kind of pushing them out of this new life that they've been building you know in the wake of a tragedy you know that's hard yeah you know and and i'm sure if something like that happened there would be a lot of things that yeah that seem unjust like like, okay, if someone <clears throat> blinks back into existence and he wants to go back to his old family house, you know, and someone else has been living there for five years, now whose house is it? Yeah. You know, some that would create a lot of problems in the world. So you could see, like, okay, yeah, these are the people that just get caught in the problems. You know, the, these are the people that are, that are getting hurt by these situations that are inevitably going to come up. Yeah. And so you can see, okay, yeah, they've, they've, you know, you know, some bad stuff happened to them. And, and so you can kind of feel, and I think also the way they, they casted them, you know, when they had the super soldiers there and they said, oh, this one doesn't buff you up. You know, like with Steve Rogers, he got a lot more buffer. Yeah. You know, these people, they looked like real people. And I think that actually helped and that she was just kind of young and she didn't look so much like. Hollywood actory, you yeah, know, yeah. she wasn't all a CW, yeah. you know, looking actor where her hair always perfectly fell on her face, and you know, no, she looked like a real person, you yeah. know, and I think that was a great casting choice because then you you sympathize with her a little more because it's like, you know, 
her her struggles seem realer when she seems like a more real person. Yeah. And um, so I was glad they didn't buff them up as you know as super soldiers. They had the strength, but they they didn't look all that buff, you know. And they just they just kind of looked like real people who yeah. were who were hurting and in a bad situation. And so you kind of saw that end of um, but then when you looked at what they did, you know. They they robbed a warehouse and then blew it up with the guards inside. Yeah, you know they they were going about it the wrong way. They were villains, even if you can see what got them to that point. See the see the pain and injustices to them that got them there. And I think the 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 dynamic with uh, Falcon coming in and talking to uh, Carly is the name of the main character. Yeah, uh, the, the talking to Carly, the the lead of this group. Uh, I, I thought that was some interesting dynamic there because, you know, he's, I, I, I think, you know, he's, he's like starting to get through to her a couple times. She's resistant. She's, you know, very much has her mindset on what she wants to do. And, but just like, just when he's starting to kind of break through that, just when she's starting to see, okay, maybe this isn't the right way to go about that. You know, that's the point when John Walker busts in, hey, we're, we're taking Anne over here and we're going to arrest her and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, kind of being his arrogant self a little bit and, you know, making you like him less. <laughs> but uh, I just thought there was there's some interesting dynamic there because, again, just bringing that character uh, to life more. Because she does not think of herself as a terrorist, you know. And that that's mm-hmm. like brought up in the series, you know, are, they're terrorists and she's like, we're not terrorists, you know. And you can see her kind of start to see from Falcon's side where he's going, you, you are being terrorist here, right? You can see how you're being terrorist. And she starts to see it from that side a little bit. But then when the scene is interrupted and when everything is interrupted, she just immediately goes back to her original plan and her original attitude. And that changes her attitude about Falcon because she thinks, oh, you're just working with him and all this kind of stuff. So it just kind of undoes the the progress that was starting to happen there uh but i I found that to be an interesting scene and this scene that kind of again kind of draws out the the real person in that character yeah because she was their she was their strong leader even though she was the young one she was like their strong leader that that they were looking up to yeah and yet she still had questions and doubts you know and he was bringing that out of her and so you so you could see that that yeah she had her her strong views, but then she also had doubts, like like yeah. any real person would have. Yeah. So where, where did they get the uh, that super soldier serum? They got it from Sharon Carter, who is the power broker. Yeah, and then the, 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 the guy that was making Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I do find it kind of odd that you got, you know, there's the, the super soldier serum. It's so unique. It's, you know, Captain America's the only one that that has ever successfully done it. The, the reason Hulk was created was trying to, like, recreate some of this kind of stuff going on, you know? And it's like, but then it's like, you know, in this one they're whipping out, you know, ten yeah. of them or something. It's just, it's like, really? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I guess he figured out the formula. Okay, so one of my favorite parts in this series that, that we haven't really touched on yet is Zemo. Bringing Zemo back. I, I liked Zemo in Captain America Civil War, but he was really just kind of a bit player in that. You know, he he sparked a couple things that uh, that that really kind of 
then was passed on and it was it was really a Captain America versus Iron Man kind of movie. Zemo comes back up in this. He has way more screen time. We get way more time with him and to develop his character even more. And I really like this guy. You know, he is a fun villain that he like almost the Loki type villain where you kind of want to root for the guy but then also he's kind of a terrible guy too <laughs> you know because <laughs> it's like he is like he's fun he's funny he's charming at points he his dynamic with the duo at the you know is is really fun but he's also very conniving you know he he's got other plans going when he gets out he is like immediately kind of doing other things that they don't know about or they can't quite tell and then you know and figuring some things out and uh and you know i don't know how much connection he had to the outside before but even once he's back in prison you know blowing up the truck with the those people in it and stuff you know he's very much the conniving controlling villain that has his fingers in everything but He's such a <laughs> likable, entertaining character, too. Yeah, you could just kind of start to see how eccentric he is and, and just the quirks of his personality. And, yeah, it does it does make him a likable character. But, yeah, you see you see those oddities, and then you also see him, him manipulating things underneath it all. And sometimes he says something, and you're just wondering, like, what is he actually trying to do? What is he do yeah. what is he trying to accomplish by saying that? Yeah. And so then with his with his connections, they get into Madripoor, the basically villain city. Yeah. <laughs> he just he, you know, he went in there and you could tell he had he, you know, still had connections there even after he had been in prison so long, and yeah, and uh, you know, people knew who he was, and you know, and and respected him for who he was. You know, they yeah, they were you know some some pretty tough bad people. You know, respected him, and then there in Madripoor, run into Sharon Carter. Yeah, which we haven't we haven't seen her in quite a while. I don't know. I don't remember if she was in Civil War or not, but we haven't. But she was in uh, Winter Soldier for sure. But she's changed a lot since then. You know, now, now she's you know living in this this lawless city. You know, this city full of of criminals and everything. And and you're going, oh, okay. You know, she she was a good guy, right? She's a good character. But then, as this series goes on, you see a little bit more and more of her having turned to the dark side. Her having kind of. You know, criminal connections that have since expanded to her becoming like a crime boss almost in this this city. You know, having uh, you know connections to all these things and and kind of running a criminal empire. And then even when she finally gets back, and you think, oh, she's back to the you know she can come back into the United States. She can you know she's she's free. But she, nope, she's, she's still a changed character because even after they're like, you know, we, we release you of your crimes or whatnot, and then she's like, all right, I've, I have even more connections now, all right. <laughs> yeah, they even, they even played off, uh, you know, her aunt, Peggy Carter, who yeah. found S.H.I.E.L.D. They're like, you know, we have a lot of respect for the Carter name, you know, when she 
when she was before the tribunal or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. So they were kind of, you know, using using her aunts to kind of get you to trust her more. Like, oh yeah, she, you know, she is, uh, you know, <laughs> the niece of this, this great woman who was, you know, uncompromising and, and kind of a Steve Rogers type character almost. Yeah. And so you think she's going back to that. And then, no, she's like, he's like, okay, now I, now I got access to all these secrets. Just basically expanding her villain life without ever, without the heroes even knowing that she's in it. And they, ultimately, they helped her, you know. If she turns out to be some villain in a future show or something, you know, like, (laughs) they totally helped her along the way. (laughs) I do wonder where her character is gonna go you know because it's like i don't know i don't know if this is a mini series or if this is a season or if they do a season two then i can definitely see her back in there but like i don't know it, it almost seems like they might be setting stuff up for for f- movies in the future potentially or you know I, I, yeah I, i'm not sure so another way baron zemo's past catches up to them is when the dora milaje the wakandan elite guards show up and uh um because he was the one who bombed the uh the meeting that that uh t'challa the the king of wakanda was in killing black Um, panther's dad yeah so they still have a problem with him and they we're not happy that he is now out of prison. <laughs> uh, so so Zemo has a connection to Wakanda, but then also of course Winter Soldier does. He you know because they took him in and protected him and removed the the brainwashing and the control words out of his mind. Yeah. Um, and even gave him the new robotic arm. So you know. So both the villain and the hero here both have these strong connections to Wakanda, you know. So they have their own agenda, you know. They're they're coming to get Zemo and then Winter Soldier, you know. Even though you see he respects them and he doesn't want to go against them, or you know he doesn't want to have to stand against them, but also he, you know, they need. Zemo, he he just got some information, and he's of course conniving and not telling it outright to them, and yeah, you know, so so until they get that information, you know, they need him. So he's just kind of stuck between not you know not wanting to go against them, but that's what he does because you know he has this mission in front of him, and that's what's important to him right then. And they give him a little bit of leeway. That was like you know one day or something, you know. So they yeah. they give him a little bit of leeway, but then it's like you know then it's a hard stop. Yeah, which was interesting because you know they they're pretty uncompromising. You know yeah. when when <laughs> they want to do something, they go do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and like. Someone said something about they don't have jurisdiction here, and they said, we have jurisdiction wherever we're at. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much their attitude, is we're going to do what we want to do. So the fact that they gave them that much time yeah. really spoke to the respect they had for, uh, for him. And then when they do come back, man, that was a great scene. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in to take him. <laughs> But Falcon and Winter Soldier aren't done with him yet. 
and John Walker's there. He de- he's not sure, you know, yeah. he's just kind of caught in the middle. He's not sure what's going on exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you get this great fight scene, and the, the Dora Milaje basically just kick all their butts. And <laughs> they, like, disar- disable his arm and remove it, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're all lying there, you know, getting off the floor and like, oh my goodness, John Walker has this great line that's like, they're not even super soldiers. (laughs) Like, he couldn't believe that they just did that to them. That was a great scene. Yeah. And then in the meantime, Zemo's like, I'm going to sneak away right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, first he's just kind of watching it play out. And then... And even though he slips out, the door Milaje, of course, catch up to him. And I was a little surprised they didn't just finish him off. You know, they were going to take him to the raft, which is interesting, too, because that is a supervillain prison, but it's not one that they control in Wakanda. It seems like they would have taken him back to Wakanda. See, that's, yeah, that's what I expected, is him to go to some prison in Wakanda or something. Because it's like, they, they really don't have any connection to the the raft, right? Like that's completely just U.S. government or whatever, you know. So yeah, that I did find that a little strange that he went to the raft instead of going to Wakanda. But because yeah, there there at the end when he had his butler blowing up the van, you know, you could tell he was still pulling strings from the raft, yeah. you know. Whereas they could have had a lot more control to make sure that stuff wasn't happening if they had him in Wakanda. Right. Yeah. But I think it was more of just a, more of a meta story reasons. You know, they have the raft in their in their lore. They have it. You know, they've already established it as a supervillain prison. Yeah. You know, I think it was more for those types of reasons than in continuity logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do like how connected it is to the movies. You see, you see things from the movies coming over into this, and and things it's done. You think that's got to carry over to the movies, you know? Yeah. It's, uh... It's not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, you know, the connections to the movies were very, like, light at best, you know? Uh, and the movies just kind of ignored them pretty much altogether. This, I mean, we haven't seen any movies after these, you know, which is going to be the, the clincher, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems... It almost seems unavoidable, you know? It's like, it it seems like both with this show and with WandaVision, these these stories will directly play into the stories in upcoming movies. Which is cool, you know? It's kind of what we kind of wanted with, you know, (laughs) Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and even something like, you know, Daredevil or something. Why didn't the Defenders show up in Infinity War, you know, in Endgame or Mm -hmm. something, you know? Uh... It, it's st- something that I wanted for sure, you know, with, with Marvel shows before. Didn't really expect much of that. And now with, you know, seemingly Kevin Feige working a lot closer with these kind of things and these things, you know, being on Disney+, Plus, just being more integrated into the MCU, uh, it seems like that's definitely going to help with the interconnection of the, the universe. Yes, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. They did do that more in season one of Agents of Shield, yeah. When with the with the fall of Shield, you know, and yeah, and stuff. They was more connected then, and then after after season one, it was you know nominally connected. Yeah, 
Um, uh, yeah, and then with all the Netflix shows, they kind of in the in those shows they kind of made some reference to the movies, but the movies like never acknowledged them. So yeah, I am I am excited if if moving forward they can make more of those connections, and I think with that you can do deeper, richer world building, which is one of the great things about the MCU. You know, with with like a movie trilogy, you you only have three movies yeah. to, to build your world, you know. But with all these different movies and shows and stuff, you have just so much more world building that you can do and make it, you know, make it richer. Yeah. You know, and that's that is one of the most exciting things about the MCU to me. And I mean, it's it's kind of like comic books, you know. I mean, it's like. You got all the different storylines going on separately. You got, you know, you got the TV show here and the movie here, you know, and, you know, and, but then they'll come together at certain points, but they'll be separate telling their own stories at different points, you know, filling out the universe. It's, it's it, it, honestly, it's like a really impressive adaptation of comic book style storytelling into a different medium, you know? Yeah. And no other company has has even come close. <laughs> yeah, because DC, you know, they have, like, their TV show universe. And yeah. Their, you got their movie like, universe. CW. Yeah, movie. But then you got, like, Joker, which is not really in anything, seemingly. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And things like Shazam, which is, like, is that... Is that in with Superman and stuff? I guess Superman doesn't... Yeah, okay, well... I guess. I don't know. It, it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not the tied together universe of Marvel for sure. Yeah. So then they bring in another super soldier um, from, uh, from the past. Uh, someone who, who got the super strength but got captured by the enemy, and then later, even when he was back uh, with the Americans, they were doing experiments on him. So he's just an angry, bitter old man, and it's something that, like, Steve Rogers didn't even know that this guy existed, you know? Um, And really, most of the world didn't. It was only, you know, probably these people in this secret service of the government knew and that was it he's just kind of a bitter old man from because of what happened to him and uh just living a living a quiet life and wanting to be you know away from people um and he doesn't care that people doesn't know what he did and you know winter soldier somehow knew about him and so they go to his house thinking maybe he could give him a lead on um, where these new super soldiers are are getting the serum from. And Falcon was just, you know, surprised and amazed. Wow, there's been another super soldier this whole time? There's been a black super soldier and the world doesn't know about this? Yeah. And he's just kind of like, I I don't want to be bothered, you know? He's like, he put that life behind him. He's done with it. And just very, very disgruntled. Then later when when Falcon comes to him and he's like, he said something like, no self-respecting black man. Oh, he, Falcon brought the shield. 
And he's yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't even want to look at it. You know, that that doesn't mean anything to me. The Stars and Stripes don't mean anything to me. He was tortured even by Americans who yeah. were experimenting on him. Um, so he's like, that doesn't mean anything to me. No, no self-respecting black person would would uh, want to be Captain America. Would want to take up that mantle. Kind of, kind of giving off this vibe where it's like, you know, it's kind of us versus America, mm-hmm. and that that gives some fucking something to think about. But you know, he comes back with as no, I can be Captain America. You know, yeah, sure, America hasn't always treated everyone right, you know? And it definitely didn't treat Isaiah right. Yeah. But that's no reason to, to deny your country. You know, instead of instead of making your countrymen your enemy because of the hard things you faced and the wrongs you faced, you know, he was gonna make his country better. Yeah. You know, he was gonna he was gonna be the better man and be, you know, Gonna be the bright, shining example that you know people can follow. Yeah, which is what Captain America is. Exactly. <laughs> so by the end, yeah, I was so excited. I was like, yes, he is Captain America. <laughs> it was just, uh, just at the beginning when he gave up the shield. You know, I was ready to see him be Captain America right when I started the series, <laughs> and it was kind of like. Oh, no, he's not. But by the end, it was like, yes, his journey to get to be a Captain America yeah. was just so much sweeter than if he they just made him Captain America yeah. right from the start. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they give him the awesome suit in combination with his wings and all that kind of stuff, and then with the shield. Yes, very cool. <laughs> and as someone who, when Endgame ended... And he gives the the shield to Falcon. I was one of the people that's like, ah, okay, you know, yeah, Falcon had the shield in the comics. Bucky also had the shield in the comics, and I was kind of like, he should have given it to Bucky, right? Like that that should have been Bucky's, you know, mantle to take up next, right? You know, but I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm gonna be, you know, open to it. We'll see, we'll see. And yeah, this this show convinces me. That's like, okay, yeah. That he was a good, he's a good choice to be the next Captain America, and I think I think it's gonna be really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think he's got the character for it too. I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of got that that goodness, even though he he does make mistakes. He's kind of got that that moral character like Steve Rogers had, and De- definitely even yeah more so than Winter Soldier. You know, with him getting the shield, he would definitely have stuff to overcome to be the the shining example that Captain America is supposed to be and then you know seeing Falcon go in and save the day and then when the you know people from the government are kind of talking smack to him a little bit and he he kind of you know sets the record straight in a very Captain America speech kind of way it's like yeah this is really good And I love the scene where he first shows up in the Captain America outfit. He busts through the window, he slams the villain, and someone says, Who are you? And he just says, I'm Captain America, and just keeps walking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great like establishing of this is who he is now, and he's he's fully taken on that identity. You know, with any any hesitancy he had to it before 
and anything like that. And also, it's his kind of announcement to the public that, hey, I'm Captain America now. Yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> and then the movie, or the, the series, ends with the, you know, cutting to the title card, which is normally Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it cuts to Captain America and Winter Soldier establishing, yes, he's Captain America. This is now, you know, Captain America and Winter Soldier. Yeah, it didn't feel cheap like, oh, hey, we have this actor who didn't want to play the part anymore. We just have to find someone else to do it. No, yeah. he earned that mantle in this show. Yeah. You know, he is the new Captain America. And when they announced the series, I was like, why isn't this Captain America and Winter Soldier, right? Because he's Captain America right now, right? Like, you know, he gave him the shield and all that. But, you know, then in the series, you know, established, no, he wasn't yet. And then he kind of earns that title over the course of this series. One thing they could have done is with that last title shot, they could have called it Captain America and White Tiger. Yes. Because uh, you had um, Sam Wilson stepping into his new role as Captain America, but you also had Winter Soldier finally shedding that, that villain he used to be, you know, making amends and becoming someone good, you know, becoming the White Tiger, as the Wakandans called him. So I think that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, because when that popped up, it it, it really, I, I don't know, I may, maybe, I guess they probably wanted the more of the focus to be the the change of Captain America, which you know makes sense. But but that that impact of now he's Captain America, you could also totally have with Winter Soldier because he's no longer Winter Soldier. You know they they removed all the the junk in his brain from that, and then this was him stepping beyond that and moving past that so it it really it, in my opinion yeah it should have been captain america and the the white wolf because he's moved past that and now he's his own person he's his own hero now as opposed to still being stuck as the winter soldier now potentially if there's a season two they could uh they could do that, you know, maybe say, oh, wait, you know, one more thing, and now he's the winner, so <laughs> the White Wolf or something, you know, potentially they could they could change that more substantially, I guess, in the future or something, but, uh, but it did seem like that should have been the ending title card. Yeah, I don't know if they're planning on making another season, but I hope they do. This was... Uh, a great show. I loved it. It was, uh, it, it lived up to the hype in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite, uh, if I were to, to compare it with the, the Netflix shows, I don't know exactly where I would rank it, but it would definitely be somewhere at the top. It, yeah. it was great. Yeah. It, it was disappointing to lose the whole Netflix Marvel thing. You know, because they, they were, there were some great shows in there, and they were doing something different, you know. And, but I think, honestly, with these first two shows, I, I think they're, they're establishing themselves on Disney Plus and stuff as a worthy successor or a worthy replacement for those, those shows. You know, with them being more integrated into the MCU... And we, we've already, we've had a show that is 
much more in line with the MCU style and tone, and a show that kind of goes completely against the grain from anything we've seen in the MCU. So they've, they've kind of established that, you know, we're going to make shows that are of this really good high quality and that fit into the MCU really well, but also we're not afraid to be different or we're not afraid to get a little weird with it. And with the success of, you know, WandaVision and this, you know, it's it's... It, it, it seems like it's only, you know, only positive things moving forward here. And I'm excited for, I believe, Loki is next. Yeah, I'm excited about that one as well. I think that one could be very fun and and uh, get you more rooting for him and, and get a, get more into the mind of someone who is, is uh, a bad guy. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll be doing some, some good stuff as well and kind of get you you know get the audience conflicted over whether he's good or bad and kind of get some of that uh yeah that in his character i i think it'll be interesting to see him apart from thor because so so much of what he's done in the mcu so far is very connected to thor you know it's a lot about him being his brother and stuff and even in avengers you know when he's the villain against all of them you know a large focus is there with him against thor kind of thing and so i think it will be interesting to see solo loki you know he's going off to have his adventure whatever that's gonna be and i yeah i'm i'm very curious to see what that's gonna be, you know, and, and like you say, kind of where where he's gonna fall on the villain hero spectrum, or you know, or, or what I don't know what the story calls for with him with that kind of stuff. I, I'm very intrigued, and and he's so fun as Loki, so it's gonna be fun regardless. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Helix Reviews podcast, a, pro- a podcast that is a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web, all funneled to ChristianGeekCentral.com. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, until next time, which, again, I think is, is Loki, this is David. And Josiah. Signing out. See you next time, guys. So, who would like to start? Mr. Barnes, why does Sam aggravate you? 15 seconds to drop. So what's our plan? Great. Those are the only two on my list. Oh, Sharon Carter. Oh, yeah. And Batroc, but he's... Yeah, I don't think we need that. Yeah. It was cool to see him back a little bit. Like, oh, hey, he was in the... Winter Soldier. But it didn't recognize that. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I yeah. I see. I didn't recognize the actor. I just seen uh, that uh, they like somebody called him Batrock, and I'm like, oh, he's he's the guy from Winter Soldier. <laughs> so, because he's the leaper. <laughs> now I'm wondering, does he do any big leaps? I don't remember. I don't remember him doing any. <laughs> If I remember right, in Winter Soldier, he's the dude on the boat that has a fight with Captain America. I, I do at the remember beginning. that scene. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, and I think that's all he did in that movie was like that. Mm. So. <laughs>